Who's ready? Let's chat. Welcome, welcome. I'm Brandi Davis, your parenting partner, and we're here to chat about all things kids and all things parenting. Let's get started, shall we? Hey, guys. Welcome to season two of your parenting partner podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Um, You know, continue to listen, continue to give me ideas about what you want to hear. Continue to share the podcast with friends and review it on iTunes or Spotify. But here we go. Season two, episode one. Thanks for your support, everyone, and keep supporting. Okie dokie, artichokey. Yep. Let's do this. Hi. So today we're going to be talking about nighttime. And at nighttime, it's, it's kind of dark. Um, every bump, every creak feels and sounds like something a little scary. And, you know, some kids can have a really rough time at night, especially as they start to get older, because um, fears become more and more real. And kids realize that there are scary things in the world. And, you know, they get worried that someone's going to break in or that there are monsters in the closet or that a bear is going to climb in the window. I'm not saying all of these fears make sense, but to them... And to your kids, you know, it really does. I mean, at night, it really is dark and it can feel scary. So what do you do when your kids are scared at night? So the first thing you want to do, and this is going to sound familiar because I say things like this all the time, is you want to talk to your kids. Uh, Ask them, you know, what's super scary What's happening? What are they afraid of? Um, Maybe you can figure out sort of the root of their fear. Maybe it's a show that they're watching that maybe they shouldn't be watching anymore or a book that they've been reading that maybe should be put away. Uh, We want to make sure, though, that we don't over, well, I would say sympathize or empathize. And I know that sounds crazy pants because you want to be there for your kid and you want to be sensitive, um, but try to steer away from, you know, I know the dark is so scary. It, you know, there's sounds and I used to be so scared too. And, you know, I still don't really like the dark and I'm still scared. And I know how you feel. It can be scary for me too. And while this all sounds amazingly supportive, uh, you've just told your kid that the grown up, you know, the protector of all, the maker of right of all things is scared of the dark. So if you're afraid, how could they not be afraid? Like, of course their fear is warranted. Their parent is scared of the dark too. So usually I do say that parents and grown-ups should talk about their experiences with their kids, um, you know, so that your kids can see that everyone experiences this and everyone feels the same way. But this may not be the best time because there are some grown-ups that are still a little scared of the dark. But you probably don't want to tell your kid that right now. Um, I know that doesn't sound like me. Uh, um, You can say, though, that when you were young, you felt a little bit scared and talk about what you did to overcome it. So the overcoming the fear is the important part to put in if you do want to say, hey, as a kid, I was a little scared of the dark, too. And this is something that I tried. Would you want to try this, too? 
So, um, the, you know, again, saying that you are still scared of the dark um, may not be super helpful because it kind of tells them that they may never get over this fear. <laughs> and that's not what you want to do, right? No, because they're going to be waking up or not sleeping and you're not going to be sleeping. So what you want to do is ask them, you know, what could make you feel better? What will help? And I know, you know, <laughs> we all know what the answer is going to be. It's going to be you. So you want to make sure that you take yourself sort of off the table and just say like, hey, I need to sleep so I can't stay here in here with you all night because I need to get my sleep. But would you like a picture of me? Would you like a picture of the family? Would you like um, maybe a t-shirt that I wear that smells like me? Do you want to use a baby monitor so that you know that I can see you at all times? I know it sounds a little creepy, but remember, these are little kids. Um, Or maybe even a walkie-talkie so that your kids know that they can get you. Now, the first night or two, it might be very walkie-talkie-ish and you might get check-ins a lot. But then just knowing that they can reach you can really help them. Now, another thing that can help um, are audiobooks. Because they give your kids something positive to focus on. And it might lull them into sleep. And there are really, really cool ones. Um, and they're from, I love these, New Horizons Holistic Center. This is not an ad. I don't work for those people. I just think they're great. And they have great sleep and meditation stories for kids. No joke. It's this amazing British woman. And she's so lovely. And she's just like, imagine you're in a forest. Uh, excuse my horrible accent. And there are fairies. You are safe and you are warm. And she says you're safe and warm a lot. Um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of love them too. And they've definitely helped me nap or fall asleep because they're awesome awesome. So understand, you know, with your kids, be understanding. You know, you don't want to be like, oh, it's not a big deal. Nothing's real. You're being ridiculous. But... We also don't want to be like, oh, I get it. I'm scared of the dark too. There's scary things there. So it's really just about finding that middle ground of, I understand what you're feeling. I totally get it. And what do you need? Sometimes a flashlight, like a little flashlight can help. It's just having your kid take control over the situation so they feel better about things. So there are definitely like, tips and tricks that people put out there. Um, And uh, I don't love them. So one of the tips and tricks is a monster spray. So what you do is you give your kid a monster spray or a magic wand or you set up like um, maybe like a stuffed animal that watches out for monsters or maybe you're checking under the bed for monsters or you set a monster trap. Seems like a great plan, right? totally give your kid monster spray, you know, the things that keep your monsters away and like your kids will feel totally safe because if a monster comes in, they can spray them. But here's the problem. What you've just done is um, told them there are monsters because if one needs a monster spray to keep monsters away, then there must be monsters that need to be kept away, right? Yeah. So yeah, by giving a child some magical, mystical thing to protect them from monsters, you are in fact confirming the existence of monsters in turn, you know, warranting and just solidifying your child's fears of them. 
Yeah, deep, huh? And look, we can totally get into like monsters do exist and there are definitely terrible people in the world, but like they really think something furry is coming in. Like they is a monster monster and we don't want to do that. Okay, negativity time over. I will stop telling you what not to do. <laughs> so what should you do? Well, you want to be clear that the dark can be tough because it's hard to see, right? Like, and when we can't see stuff, we get a little nervous. But be clear that there are no monsters. And yes, you know, again, there are bad people in the world. But that's not really the conversation right now. So, because your, your, your kid is just really scared of, like, a big green hairy monster with pointy teeth and claws that flies around the room. And those suckers actually don't exist. So, you know... Let's, let's, let's tell them that monsters don't exist. Um, if you're really having a rough time, you can say there are really nice monsters on Sesame Street or in the cartoons they watch, but those are really nice and they live there and they don't come here. You know, you can tweak it to work for your family and your, and your child. Um, again, I said this before too, it might be time to like edit some shows or books because you may not think that book is such a big deal, but your kid might. Or... Um, you know, maybe, you know, you don't think that a certain cartoon is scary, but your kid does. And you don't need to make a big production out of it. You don't need to be like, we're going to put this away or this is closed. You don't need to do that. Just quietly take it out of the queue, put the book on a closet for now, just take it out of rotation, just, you know, and then just move on to something else. When your child does make it through the night, talk to them. I get super excited about things like this. You could say, wow, how do you feel? How does your body feel? How did you fall asleep? How did you do that? That was so great. Um, you know, seriously, it's okay to be scared. You know, it, it happens, but you now know that you're safe and you feel so good after a good night's sleep because like nothing feels like a good night's sleep. All right, grownups, let's collectively just say it all at the same time. What the hell is a good night's sleep? What's it like not to be a little tired all the time? Okay, we're always exhausted, at least a little bit, but kids don't need to be. They need a really good night's sleep. I mean, we do too, but you know. Um, so you want to talk about it, focus on it, high five them, tell them what a great job they did. But I like to ask questions. How does your body feel? How did you do that? It really helps them go like, oh, I really accomplished something. This is good for my body. Oh, this is how I got to sleep. I can do that tomorrow. I can. Another thing that can help kids fall asleep is they can draw pictures of things that they're worried about. And if they can write, they can write those things down. So if they're scared of them, maybe just getting it out of their brain will help them. Kind of cool, huh? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> so to sum it up, you want to be understanding, but you don't actually want to confirm their fears. Also, help your kid find ways to feel better about the dark, thus teaching them how to cope with a problem and how to problem solve. And those are skills that they're going to need throughout life. So as we said before, how are they going to feel better? Do they want a picture of you? Do they want another lovey? Do they want a flashlight or a nightlight? 
like whatever, let's see, let's see what works. And keep in mind, you may have to do this over a couple nights to see what makes them feel best. The problem may not be solved in one night. And that's something good for them to know too, that you don't always solve the problem the first time. Sometimes you need to try and try. Huh. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really kind of amazing what happens when you actually bring your kids into the problem-solving sphere. And I do say this a lot. Always start when you're going to make a change, when you're curious about what to do, when you're having trouble with your kids, when your kids are having trouble, whatever it might be. You want to talk to them. What's going on? Let's talk about it. Paint a picture for me. I mean, not a literal picture. I mean, they could, but, well, you know, just just verbally paint a picture for me. And then you want to say to them, what, what do you want to do about it? What could you do? Let's brainstorm together. So important. And that helps kids feel control over their life, over, you know, problems that they're going to come up against. And this is huge. And again, I got to tell you, like, kids are amazing. I say this all the time. Ask And you might be amazed at what your kid comes up with. Sometimes they come up with ideas that you would never have thought of. So throw out the monster spray. Toss the magic wands. Stop checking under beds for monsters. Stop setting those monster traps. Stop making sure your kids know that monsters are real. And try to talk to them so that they can feel more comfortable in the dark. Bye, guys. Have a good night's sleep. Yay! Thanks for hanging with me here. Again, I'm Brandy Davis, your parenting partner. And you can find me on Instagram at Parent Coach Brandy. You can find me on Facebook at Brandy Davis C-A-F-C. And on Twitter at C-A-F-C Brandy. I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear your questions. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to hear your comments. And I'll chat with you again soon. I can't wait.